Welcome back to another day, another vlog. It's Friday, done and dusted, last day of self-isolation. 14 days without, only get to leave the room for about an hour on the 12th day. So I am super pumped to get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, even I think yesterday I sat down to start next week's video uh, and start doing the photos that I got a little bit done and set up and where I wanted and I just sort of lost interest I must admit I just sort of yeah I think I'm I'm done with this room <laughs> you now you just sort of you've got so much you can do and then you just sort of run out of steam I do yeah it's a tough tough outing just mentally you can see why the, I do feel for those people that uh, are doing it for like six weeks eight weeks and then now they're talking about Melbourne going to like Christmas or something so insane so very very tough for those people who do feel for you um yeah very my condolences and uh yeah just do what you can it's hopefully at least at least I guess they get a, to go out and exercise for a day when you do it this way you, you're not allowed to leave it all to do anything so that makes it even I guess a little bit trickier but anyway uh I'm out tomorrow and back up to site and uh get ready for next week's work so very excited First time I've been excited about going to work for a long time, just to get away from here. So, yes, very cool. Now, tonight is the video will go live. Don't forget, 8 p.m. on the east coast of Australia, 6 p.m. over here in the west. Uh, just if you're in another time zone, wherever you're watching or listening from, uh, you can just go to YouTube, set the reminder. I've got to set up as a premiere, so you can just whack it on that, and then you're away to go should be good you can it'll tell you whatever time it's going to be for you so it's a really good feature so it's sort of handy i'd rather do it that way even if you can't get to watch come talk to us uh, during the premiere at least you sort of know when it's going to be there you know it's ready to go so it's a good good little reminder it's like a little alarm clock i think so quite handy now if you haven't now the only way to get that is if you're subscribed so if you haven't subscribed just subscribe uh down here hit the hit the button and then go the bell and select all and every time i put one of these shows out or one of the photo journey shows or a product uh, review or unboxing uh, you'll get all the latest info so very cool now speaking of info got a couple of good things uh, out today now adidas first one is a couple of years ago they brought out a, the first 3d printed sneaker so basically the base is 3D printed, um, it's basically hollow and it's just weaved in and out. So it's only got material actually where you need it. So it makes it ultra light uh, and apparently fairly responsive. Now it's been a couple of years, sort of thought it was a bit of a fad there for a little bit, um, but they do have a new one out and they're getting better and better and they're sticking with this technology. So it looks like it's going really, really well. Now Adidas are famous for the Addy Boost shoes, which is super, super comfortable. Um, but they seem to be stick. As I said, they're sticking with this tech. I think this is actually the way forward. It's obviously cheaper for them because they're using less material. There's less wastage. You know, just making a big foam shoe. You can actually just build build the stuff where you need it with a 3D printer. Uh, makes it easy. It's fully roboticized. Again, I guess cut costs, um, and you get a good shoe. From what they're saying in this shoe, it uh, it's basically when you push down, it it propels you forward so much like the nike uh shoes have those uh oh, what are they the uh, flies or whatever the ones that everyone was trying to get the olympics they've got a carbon fiber uh, plate inside the shoe and i do actually have a pair of these and they use that that the weight of you coming down they use that to propel you forward well this structure of the 3d printing 
uh, actually drives you forward. So it looks, looks pretty good. They are available now online, so you can get, get them. I think one color was already sold out when I did check, but uh, definitely available. Now, the ADAS 4D four-wheel drive, <laughs> that's the way I looked at it, FWD, 3D printed shoes. Um, yeah, multiple colors there. There's blacks and there's ones that glow in the dark. There's all sorts of different ones, so definitely a few options for you. 360 bucks Australian, not the cheapest shoe. Uh, so I suggest if you're going to be doing a fair bit of running or fitness work, which probably if you're in isolation, uh, that's the only thing you've got to do. A good pair of shoes would be quite handy, so go check them out. Now, electric bikes, I'm a, as you all know, I'm a big, big fan of electric bikes. And there's a new one out on Indiegogo uh, called Crown Cruiser. Now, generally, I'm anti-racer. I'm not a racer person. I'm I, don't, I had one racer when I was a kid and I got rid of it quick and went straight back to BMX. It's the only bike I'll ever ride. Uh, I don't believe in races. Mountain box, I don't mind. If you go on full off-road, that's fine. Uh, but I'm not into gears and that. I'm into my BMX. It's personal preference. I think they look better anyway. They look like a real bike to me. Anyway, real personal preference. But the, this bike from Crown Cruiser is a little something different full carbon fibre frame, which is lifetime guaranteed. It's been backed by the UK government. A couple of departments of tech and energy and all that have put some money into it. So it's got a fair bit of uh, gusto behind it. It does 160K range, which is the big selling point. Um, there is two models. There is a, a 250 watt and a 750 watt. Now the 250 watts probably if you're gonna follow the rules, uh, in Australia, bikes over 250 uh, watts and over 25 k's an hour are illegal by law. Obviously, police, they're not very bright. Uh, they don't know all the rules. It's impossible for anyone to know all the rules. So unless you've got someone that's had to deal with something in the past or you have an accident and hurt someone, uh, yeah, it, probably that's when you're gonna get smoked. But uh, the 750 watt one will uh, do 30 miles an hour or 60 k's an hour uh, or 50 k's an hour, which is pretty good, but 160 k's range. That is awesome. And I think, look, with electric bikes and stuff like that, um, and even the scooters, there's a couple of little scooters that do 110, 120 k's range. That's fantastic. Well, you don't need a car. Yeah, it's going to rain. Put a raincoat on. You can raincoat, waterproof backpacks. You can get the Shimoto. There's links for Shimoto down. You can get a waterproof backpack. Uh, there's waterproof bags. There's all sorts of that stuff that negates the need for a car. And if you can do 160 Ks on a bike, look, I wouldn't take this off-road. It's definitely not an off-road bike. Uh, go check out Zul's Bikes. They're a lot better. There's an affiliate link for that below. Uh, you can go check out that. Definitely a lot better. The Zeus bikes, if you want off-road, they don't have that range, but 160Ks is a massive, massive deal. Now, so yeah, as I said, you've got 250 watt and a 750 watt. Uh, it's about three and a half thousand Australian for the 750 watt. That's the one I looked at. Oh, sorry, 4,300 Australian, three and a half thousand US. Uh, and it's available on Indiegogo. Other good features, the battery is removal. So if you buy a spare battery, have one fully charged, boom, 320Ks range. That's insane for a push bike. Literally, you could drive from Perth, uh, go down south, take take a couple of batteries with you, uh, and then drive around and do the wineries and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it would be an amazing way to do it, and 
I think e-bikes are definitely going to expand and get better and better. Uh, obviously, it's a racer. It's a little bit tricky. But some other good features. Built-in headlight, 2,000 lumens. Magic. That's really good. Uh, it's got a wireless charging for your phone and it sits in its own little cradle. That then controls the alarm for the bike. It's got a built-in alarm. So if someone tries to steal it, it'll just lock up the wheels and lock the brakes on and the wheels on. It won't drive. Um, it'll also tell you that someone's trying to steal it. Someone, you can put a custom get out, get away from my bike alarm sounding on it. So it's got heaps and heaps of features. It's probably one of the best I've seen in regards to e-bikes. A lot have had either their lightweight or they've got this or that. None of, had, none of them I've seen have had the range. None of them had the extra features as well. Colorways, it's got wraps in there. The one I put up there, that's that green, that's a wrap on it. You can get different colors. Diff There's all sorts of features and accessories you can get. I didn't want to go through all that. I'll be here for a whole show talking about this bike. But I think, look, it looks, looks okay if you're into that sort of style but the technology is definitely, definitely world-class. And look, good luck to them. I hope they go really well because you can get this into a BMX. I'll definitely save up and buy one because 160Ks is magnificent for range. That's awesome. Super, super pumped. Uh, I've put the link below to that so you can shoot across and have a look at that one. I thought that was important enough to go and have a look. Uh, and then, yeah, sell your car, get on a bike, save the planet. Beautiful. Right, now, uh, Fujifilm, they have a big one on the camera side, uh, probably released yesterday, but it's already available for pre-order and we've got prices in the Australian shops at Camera House, um, the Fuji GFX 50S Mark II. A um, couple little uh, body styling changes, it's basically the GFX 100 body now. It, it's in that body, but it's only got the 50 megapixel sensor or 51.4 megapixel sensor, I should say. Um, but got all some really good new features. Six and a half stops of IBIS. And if you go check out Gordon Lang's video on it, uh, he does a little quick video of it. And it is that IBIS is really good. So basically, goes from shaky to dead still. Uh, really, really good on that. Not that you're going to use it for movies, uh, for video. It's pretty average. It only does 1080p. You can, I think you can do up to 30 frames, but it's it's definitely not a video camera. This is for landscape and portrait photographers, um, and I think it's a really good option for that. So 3.69 million dot EVF, so that's really good. Crystal clear, lots of zoom in. I think you can go into like 17 times zoom to go in and see if you got, got it accurate and sharp, so that's really good. Dual SD cards. Uh, it's got a 3D horizon level, so it's not only you get your horizon level normally here in your normal screen, you'll get a second lot, so you can see if that's level at the back of your shot too. So that's fantastic for landscape photographers. Uh, 200 million, uh, 200 million, 200 megapixel pixel shift mode. So basically, take 16 images, stitches them together, you get one 200 megapixel shot, which is going to be awesome to edit. And for your SD cards, you're going to need definitely need two of them to store all these photos. Um, what else has got? 900 grams, super, super light from medium format camera. That's pretty darn special. Uh, I think that new lens that comes out of 35 to 70 was about another 300. So you, you're gonna be looking at about 1.2 kilos for a combo. So that's that's not too bad. Medium format, these, these are like normally big, big cameras, uh, big heavy duty cameras. This is a lightweight option. 
and definitely quite handy if you're out hiking. And again, for landscape, I think this is really aimed at the landscape photographer, and I think it'll do really well for the price. Six and a half thousand Australian dollars. Uh, it sounds a lot, but for medium formats, which can go up to forty to fifty thousand dollars a camera, this is a bargain. Um, now that matches up to say like an R5 level sort of cost. R5's obviously got video on that, but it doesn't have that medium format Fuji quality. Now Fuji is awesome colors and is renowned for like a really good image. So I think this is gonna do really well. Uh, now also has eye autofocuses on top of that. So that's handy. Uh, if you're out there and you are taking portrait photos, great for that. You can select which eye you wanna choose. Um, it doesn't lock onto one, you can actually put it across, it's got a little joystick there for your focus. Uh, so that's quite handy as well. And what else do we have in there? I think that's about it. Oh, not the fastest camera. Uh, only does eight frames per second raw. And that's the difference. You go to a medium format, you're not gonna have that speed where say an R5, you got 30 frames a second, just crazy, plus the video, plus that. But you don't get the, like you've got a 40, 40 megapixel image. But it's, yeah, it's, it's it, there is a fair bit of difference when you get to that medium format. It does make a big difference. Um, so look, I, I foresee, what this is my just sort of general opinion, but I, I think medium format is getting cheaper, it's getting better and faster. So I think we're gonna see pro cameras becoming medium format cameras. Though everyone will start using medium formats, all the pros. And then the entry level will be the full frame and then the APS-C will just disappear or just be video mainly just for video cameras. Because APS-C, uh, as um, Mark Holtz talked about, I think yesterday in his new video, APS-C on video is fantastic. Photos, I don't think it's uh, is anywhere near as good. And that's why I moved up to full frame. And I think once you go up photos wise up to medium format, you've got the next level. It's just the next level up and you get that extra, extra quality in there, especially when you're going into large prints and stuff like that. Speaking of which, I did spend a bit of time, you say, on the website. I've updated, put some new prints, some new gear, some face masks on there. There's all sorts of new stuff on there. Go check it out and uh, hook yourself up. Get ready for the change of season or a bit of traveling or whatever you're into. Uh, yeah, help the channel out. I do appreciate it. Radio, I will see you all on Monday. Don't forget tonight's show. Go check that out. She's a bit of a doozy. It's a fun one. There's a little bit of swearing in it. I will warn you now. Uh, it's got some explicit language. We'd had a few bevies. <laughs> it was a fun day. It's something different uh, from my normal uh, PC fun uh, politeness. So yeah, this is, I guess, the other side of what I do when I go fishing. It gets a little bit fun, I guess. For me, it's fun. It's not offensive. Uh, we do take a piss out of a good mate, but uh, yeah, it's all in, uh, in good spirit. <laughs> Radio, I'll see you on Monday and have a good weekend wherever you are, wherever you're listening from. Thanks for dropping by. Go that way or that way. I'll see you on Monday. Peace.